0: hello i'm amy
1: and i'm brandon and you're listening to the The years Years and and beers Beers podcast Podcast.
0: come on in and grab a beer
1: put on your mini years, and let's let's talk talk Disney. disney
0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today, Brandon is with the dogs, keeping them sane while I interview my good friend, Rachel. Rachel is going to be one of the bridesmaids at the wedding. And um, just a quick thing about Rachel before we get started. When we first met, I was told that we had to be friends because we were both huge nerds and Harry Potter dorks. And so everybody at the place where we were working, they all said that we just had to be friends and had no choice. And honestly, I, I loved her anyway. She's That's
2: great. True. And so our co-workers thought we would get along, but also I will f- fully admit that when Amy was starting to work, I creeped on her on Facebook and her uh, profile picture was her in many years. And I was like, oh, we can be friends.
0: <laughs> and it has worked out well. We've been friends for three years and some change now. And she's one of my favorite people to go to Disney with. And we have a great time every time we do. And so, I'm just excited that she's here today. She has been on two whirlwind trips in the past calendar month, technically, I guess. Yeah. Te- yeah. 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 And uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about what she did for those two trips, give us a little bit of a trip report, and then she did some really exciting um, kind of uh, extra bonus activities. Uh, what are those called? The I, I don't know. They don't have like, a good name? No,
2: they don't. <laughs>
0: they're like if shore excursions were at disney like extras it's just
2: like different like anyone can do i don't know right i don't know what to call
0: them they're like tours plus and then a bonus thing i don't know it's great <laughs> she did a lot of great stuff is what we're coming to talk about today <laughs> all right so we'll tell us a little bit about your first trip
2: yes so Um, with the wedding coming up and also, so our other friend Alicia, which I will refer about a lot, who is the other bride, another bridesmaid. Yes. Um, so third person bridesmaid, um, where she had a convention in Orlando actually at Disney in June. And so between the convention and the wedding, We decided to go ahead and become annual pass holders, which was very exciting because I wanted to be a pass holder for a very long time. But this was the year to do it. So we became annual pass holders and attended the convention in June, end of June. And then once you have an annual pass holder, (laughs) you have the bad habit of being like, oh, we can just go for any time we want. So Alicia's birthday was in July. So we went just a quick three days birthday trip for her as well. So those were the two trips I recently went on. Um, And yeah, so the convention trip, we were there for six days and we stayed at Port Orleans Riverside, checked it out for the weddings since most of the um, bridal party will be staying there. And um, also it was the convention, one of the convention hotels. And then this past trip, we went for three days, as I mentioned, and um, stayed at an Airbnb really close to property. And
0: um, yeah. Yeah. So um, you did a lot of really new, exciting things. Uh, what was something that was really new to you that stood out as a must-do in the future?
2: Um. Well, so the... Most exciting thing that I did while I was there was the Dining with Imagineer.
0: One of those bonuses we were trying to come up with a name for. Yes.
2: So Dining with Imagineer is offered three times a week at the Hollywood Brown Derby and then about once a month at Citrico's for dinner. So Hollywood Brown Derby lunch, you get four course meal and it's a group of 10 people and you dine with an Imagineer and you don't know who will be your Imagineer until you arrive. Um, and I was very excited cause I'm a huge Disney parks nerd. Um, and hearing from somebody who literally makes the magic happen was amazing. Plus I had always wanted to eat at Hollywood Brown Derby, but didn't feel like, I don't know. I, I wasn't, it wasn't a priority meal for me, but I was like, Oh, I'll get to try Brown Derby and also have this experience.
0: Right. Okay. So tell me about the food first, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the imaginary experience.
2: Yes. So it was four courses and everyone first started with the soup and we had tomato soup that day. Then everyone gets the the famous Cobb salad um, for the salad course. And then there were three options for your entree. And I had the filet, which was amazing. And then there were probably four or five dessert options that you got to pick from And I had the famous grapefruit cake, since that's what they're known for.
0: And what was your favorite of the four courses?
2: Uh, um, The filet. But uh, the Cobb salad was amazing. And if I was to go back, I would just get an entree of the Cobb salad. It was that good.
0: Ooh, that's great. Yeah. How was the grapefruit cake?
2: It was fine. I'm not the biggest grapefruit fan, um, but it's what they're known for. Right. wanted to do (laughs) the whole experience. And um, it wasn't bad. It t- for a long time, it just tasted like white cake. Then once you got closer in, it did have more of the grapefruit flavor. But I do like citrus, and it had just a more citrus taste. So
0: it was good, but I would not order it again. Okay, I don't know if I would have ever even tried it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Grapefruit is low on my priorities. Yeah. All right, so in the Imagineer experience. Yes,
2: so yeah, I mentioned there's 10 individuals, and we're in the bamboo room, which is the side room in the Brown Derby. Um, and my Imagineer, the day I was there, was a executive creative director, and he had worked for the company for over 40 years. He's worked on pretty much every resort. He hadn't worked at a Disneyland Resort Um, or the Tokyo resort, but every other resort, or Shanghai, sorry, or Shanghai, but he has been, he was part of development for Hong Kong, Paris, and specifically Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom.
0: That's quite the resume. Do you think it would have been just as interesting? You and I had talked about this before you left about, you know, even if it was somebody who's in charge of the garbage systems.
2: Yeah, so we like made the joke that, you know, since you don't know who you get before you go, that it could be anyone from laundry all the way up to, you know, and I said, you know, I'm sure they pick people who are super interesting and engaging, which was the truth. I do feel like I hit the jackpot right off the gate. Yes, you did. When, you know, they gave us a personalized menu when we walked in, and it had our date and our name, and then, you know, who we were having our meal with, and it had their title of executive creative director. I was like, um, okay. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he was the creative head for the Toy Story Land development at Hollywood Studios. So, kind of a big deal. He was super great. Told lots of great stories, um, a lot of people had questions about um, things he had been, uh, <laughs> like uh, what he, there was some distinction of what he could and could not talk about, especially things that are currently under development, um, and things that had been cut before, but nothing is ever really cut at Disney so he couldn't tell us about something that he had worked on and didn't happen because you never know right
0: so things do get resurrected yeah,
2: yeah. so um, the, the whole experience was two and a half hours I think it ranges from two to two and a half depending on how talkative your person is and the group is um we had a quite a mix of a lot of parents and children and by children I mean like teenager through young 20s, and then parents, and then I was by myself, and then there was another female that was by herself, but it was mostly pairs. I was was expecting a lot of couples, but I guess it it does make sense to have, like, a father- father-daughter groupings and things like
0: that. So so something you mentioned to me that was really cute was that there were a lot of the children with their parents who had future Imagineer shirts. They were really interested in that as a particular um, yes. career.
2: Yeah, so two, two, two of the ten of us were um, teenagers who are interested in becoming Imagineers. Um, and their parents were there kind of supporting them in there. And, of course, any of you, anyone I would highly recommend if you are – even vaguely interested um, if you have somebody who thinks that they would like to pursue that, it's a great experience because you get to talk somebody to somebody who truly does that. And he gave um, a lot of advice about just find the one thing you're passionate about because he kept mentioning how there's over a hundred roles within Imagineering. you know he said from graphic design to logistic like anything you can imagine. So when you think Imagineer, you know, you think of somebody making the rides or something, but it's way more than that. There's way more involved. And so he said, find exactly kind of the niche that you really love and go after that wholeheartedly. And he um, emphasized how your portfolio is probably the most important thing and to learn how to pitch your ideas. He said... Um, when he was first getting started, he had good ideas, but he didn't know how to share them correctly. And so they didn't go over so well. Um, but once he learned how to really sell the idea, um, he got more traction.
0: And he didn't have to put a tiger in a room. No. That old, miss Joe Rohde yes. story. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. No, well, he, he he did work with Joe rody on Tree of Life and Discovery Island development. But he, yeah he was not I don't think he he did mention the tiger meeting
0: so I don't think he was there oh that good old Disney legend (laughs) yeah all right um something else that I was really excited uh, to hear about when you came back was all the good food that you ate and some of the new places that you tried out can you run us through some of your maybe top five
2: (laughs) top five Mm, okay so I mean I have wanted to go there for a while but because Animal Kingdom is always so darn hot um I finally made myself finally got to Flame Tree Barbecue and it was worth the hype. It's so delicious and I had both the um pulled pork fries with um as AJ likes to call it, plastic cheese plastic, plastic cheese. plastic cheese. And then this last time I had it, the pulled pork on top of the mac and cheese, which I am a huge mac and cheese person, but I have to say I enjoyed the fries more. Um interesting. Yeah. So Probably like overall, this food I mean, the best meal I had was the Hollywood Brown Derby, but like, new restaurant that I tried and I will continue to go back to mm-hmm. is Flame Tree since I went on both trips. Right. And
0: I mean, that's great that it's your, your meal that you're going to return to is at an accessible price point. Yeah. It's definitely it's technically
2: a snack. If you're on the dining plan, it's a snack credit. I mean, out of pocket, it was like six bucks, which like for Disney is nothing. Um, you can almost—that's like only a little
0: bit more than. All right, so and Dole Whip.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I mean, six dollars. Like, I mean, Dole Whip's like four fifty. So you know, to get a full meal for, um, yeah, because it—it was a whole thing of fries and topped with tons of stuff. It would like maybe in the cooler months, not so much. But when it's
0: June, it was plenty of food for me. That's great. That's great. What's something else that you tried and really liked? Um,
2: I mean, we really enjoyed going to Nomad Lounge. It was a really nice, chill, relaxed environment. And um, I had the chicken satay, which was really good. And um, Alicia had the sliders, and she enjoyed those as well. Um, Went to Kona Cafe at the Polynesian Village Resort. Um, I enjoyed my meal, and it was good. We shared the... um, Dumplings appetizer, which were good. Um, I had a noodle bowl, which I enjoyed, but I don't need to go back to Kona anytime soon. There's other places I would like to try before returning.
0: That, I think, is a fair assessment. (laughs) So you also visited the River Roost and saw Yeehaw Bob. Yeah,
2: so since we were at Riverside, first time there, we, of course, since we were at Riverside, we had to go see Yeehaw Bob, and he is the stuff of legends and he totally lives lives up to the hype he's awesome and we actually returned we we weren't even staying at a Disney resort and we returned to go see Yaha Bob again in the second trip (laughs) (laughs) because we enjoyed it so much
0: he has a cult following I guess so he
2: um, he's not on every night but I think the majority of the weekend and I think from like Wednesday through Sunday I'm not quite sure about exactly all the days that he's on he does two sets 8.30 and then 10.30. And they're an hour and a half sets. And he does go around and meet everybody before the set starts. He goes and introduces himself. um, And then he is off to the races singing, playing the piano, rocking the piano, um, calling out people in the audience, um, getting participation. He has the kids come up and do um, some dances and march around. And he has women come up and do kick line and um he brought lucia up to sing happy birthday to her and um it's just a really fun environment you can tell that there are people who you know typically stay at riverside and this is part of their family tradition they know the whole spiel they know when to yell back out at him and dance around and stuff so um really great time and um, you'll sing along. It becomes basically everyone's doing karaoke session. Because <laughs> he, he does mostly Disney songs, but if you just like... <laughs> just songs that you just...
0: Um, everyone knows, and you're just singing along. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. So you did uh, another experience on your first trip that was interesting. You said farewell to an old friend at Epcot. Oh,
2: okay, yeah. So we attended the Illuminations... Farewell Illumination's Dining Package or I don't know what exactly the official title they gave it, but it was at the Rose and Crown in the United Kingdom Pavilion and um, it was a set price and it was also it was a three course meal, which um, I got very full because I think it was too hot and it had been a long day. Um, but you had a choice of an appetizer so there was either a cheese plate or soup or um, a Scottish egg, I believe. And then you had Five choices of entrees, I think, or four or five, and then everyone got the same like dessert uh, trio set. So I had fish and chips, and um, it was good, but it was just too much. But mm-hmm. and then we we actually lucked out. So it ha- it comes with a set table at the um, back porch of the Rose Crown to watch illuminations. Since it had rained earlier in the day, they actually moved us up underneath the awning and we were um, raised platform so we had an even better view and so we got to watch Illuminations from there, um, say goodbye, Illuminations is my least favorite nighttime spectacular, that is, until I saw Rivers of Light. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rivers of Light now holds the bottom, um, um, but I'm, I'm very excited to see Epcot Forever and then whatever comes afterwards. Like, I love Illuminations. I have the nostalgia. One of my big first trips I remember was 2000, the 2000 trip when this Illuminations premiered. Right. So I do have that nostalgia attachment to it, but it, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's 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 been
0: past time, and bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, for Alicia's birthday, y'all also did another little special trip. You went to the Grand Floridian. Yes. So
2: we went to afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian, which is in the Garden View Tea Lounge. I believe it's lounge or room or...
0: Tea something. The the,
2: the, garden, the garden View room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which in the morning is the princess tea, which we did not do the princess tea. We just did afternoon tea. So um, Alicia loves tea british like british tea afternoon tea so for her birthday we attended i am not a tea drinker of the hot or cold variety um but i still wanted it was for her birthday and also i wanted to do the experience and it was really fun so once again several courses um so you everyone starts out with the sandwich um plate so you have you know just like your tea sandwiches um, and then you have a scone with clotted cream and jam and lemon curd. And then you finish with a choice of dessert. So you can either have a trifle, which we both had, which was delicious, or um, a plate of pastries or um, berries and cream. So, um, and you get each get um, a pot of tea with the set. And so I had a berry tea, and um, enjoyed the sandwiches and travel.
0: Right. Oh, and the lemon curd. The yes, lemon curd
2: was on point. So.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm trying to think. And so also birthday weekend, not food related. Probably the one non-food related thing I'm going to talk I've talked about is we did the Caring for Giants tour at Animal Kingdom, which is a behind the scenes experience to visit the elephants in their habitat. So basically, you know, you see the elephants from Kilimanjaro Safari, but on the other side of their habitat, they have um, area set up. So the tour, you actually meet in Harambe and get taken backstage, which I was very excited about because as I said, parks nerd to actually see operations on the other side was exciting so they take you backstage they get you on a um, van and they drive you out to the Savannah area and then you unload and then you get to look at elephants it's a um, they have a zookeeper there and they also have an African cultural representative there to talk about their care here and also just the conservation efforts happening um with some of the money that um from the disney conservation fund and part of your ticket goes towards the conservation fund
0: right and that's such a great program That we yeah have.
2: no it was very very um alicia's favorite animal is an elephant and um at you know and she really enjoyed I really enjoyed it because, um, so we, when we were there, they had the three males, um, elephants out. So they had one older elephant and then two younger ones. And he was basically showing them the ropes and the zookeeper was explaining their dynamics and he was super great. Um, and explaining that you know, sometimes he likes to engage with the younger elephants and sometimes not, but the day we were there they were super playful. He was um they were kind of sparring for a long time and having a really great they were very active and they were very close to our side of the savannah, which was really exciting. Um, because, you know, animals you never know, they they you they can go wherever they want, so it was exciting that they were up close with us, and we got to see them be very active. Granted, we did go to the first tour of the day, so it wasn't too – I mean, it was hot, but it was, it was before it got crazy hot and before they had kind of tired out from the day, so they were still, yeah, excited. Right.
0: All right, so what was one thing that you wish had gone differently on these trips?
2: Um. I will say it has been a long time since I have gone in the summer. Um, and so, with summer, you do have the afternoon showers that kind of put some kinks in some plans because um, tons of rain and then makes outdoor attractions. Uh, we, we had evening fast passes lined up because of Alicia being at the convention. Um, and so um, she would come to the parks in the evenings and we'd have fast passes lined up but it had rained in the afternoon so then it meant that the return lines were kind of backed up (laughs) so a few times like we had this past time we had to um, skip Big Thunder because we just wanted to get a spot for the fireworks instead so that was probably and we had some difficulty with crowds leaving the magic kingdom on the ferry this past trip so i would say just like summer but like i feel that was what was so weird though was that it felt like the, the parks were not as busy as i have started seeing them in fall um like summer has definitely become like the least crowded time um, because no one wants to be there when it's hot right. so like I felt like crowds were manageable but there were the few pain points that didn't go as we wanted
0: I think leaving the Magic Kingdom is typically a just terrible pain it point was, for any Disney transportation it was,
2: it, it was that, that one was probably the low low point when we were waiting for the ferry for several cycles so. yeah
0: we've we've done that with um buses my family after many a trip and yeah well
2: like we've done it for buses and then we kind of shifted like oh like it's so much easier to drive mm-hmm. but then and like for a while that was going well <laughs> but like now we're kind of on the shift back of like might as well have just done the buses um so i don't think there's they keep getting more people so and the infrastructure
0: is just not there. <laughs> Come on, Skyliners, take a little bit of the load yeah, off. No,
2: no, that's not going to help. Madden <laughs> no,
0: no, but it'll it'll help maybe overall. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well,
2: uh, hopefully the Grand Floridian walkway will help. So. Oh yes,
0: that too. That yeah, too.
2: That maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know how many people will actually walk to the Contemporary on the? Path is that a lot? Do you know? I think
2: it's a lot. I mean, I've, I've walked it and yeah. it's really great, <laughs> so that's the one benefit. I was like, that would be the one time benefit to be at the contemporary. So, you could just walk back.
0: That's your hot tip for the day <laughs> uh, get your exercise and avoid crowds by walking to the Grand Floridian soon and the contemporary hotel starting now.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Grand Floridian's going to be a while, but.
0: You can, I mean, you could just walk around on the streets. I don't care. <laughs> don't get picked up, please, by the police. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, um, just so our audience gets to know you a little bit better. They've heard your trip and your experience, but, you know, they might say, okay, that's just some random person, but mm-hmm. what does she have in common with me? So, we're going to do Disney lightning round quick favorites. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Favorite princess?
2: Uh, Belle.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: uh, so... <laughs> Amy I shocked there because I have red hair. So I always like to dress up and do things like Ariel. So Ariel is my second favorite. Yeah. I do love her. But like overall favorite everything is being the beast and Belle is my favorite character.
0: Alright. Of the princesses. Alright. Uh favorite underrated Disney movie. Goofy movie. Goofy movie. Classic. Yeah. Uh favorite snack at Disney.
2: Dolbo. But like um, also, Noodle Grotten in, in um, Summerfest at
0: Germany. Classic. All right. Um, favorite park? Magic Kingdom.
2: But uh, second favorite is Hollywood Studios, even though it's sad. <laughs>
0: What's third favorite? Uh, Epcot. Epcot. Then AK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what would your ideal. Mm, Day at Disney be my ideal day at yeah.
2: Disney. This is hard.
0: I know. Um,
2: I mean, my my ideal day would be to have a plaid all day. <laughs> that, that. That's my ideal day,
0: and that I get to go into the Cinderella uh, suite.
2: That's my ideal day.
0: If we're in the park we're even big. And we're just gonna go to Club thirty three while we're on top of that. Club we're
2: gonna have lunch at Club thirty three. I'm gonna get to stay in the in this Cinderella suite, and I have a plaid all day. That's my ideal day at Disney.
0: Okay. (laughs) What's your realistic ideal day? What have you done? What rides have you ridden? What have you eaten?
2: Okay. Like like if space and time didn't matter. Okay, yes. Okay. Uh, like Thing if I only had one day at Disney and I could do it, I could fly. Yes. I had no weights. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ride Tower of Terror because my number one attraction, period. I'm going to watch Happily Ever After because my favorite nighttime show, Isn't period. It's the best. <laughs> um, I am going to ride Flight of Passage. I'm going to ride Everest several times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat Dole Whip. Did I already say that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you can eat multiple double whips. Yeah, it's fine. But, uh, yeah.
2: Make a couple shops I don't know where I would like have a meal meal though. Like I don't know what my number one like restaurant is. I'd have to think about that. Okay. Um. Cause I oh I would watch Festival of the Lion King. That's a that's a beautiful one. Um. I don't know. This this itinerary doesn't exist, but.
0: That would be great, and if you those, had a plot, you those, could actually those, do it.
2: Those are my top tops. Like my favorite show, my favorite like show is Festival of the Lion Right. My favorite nighttime happily ever after. Favorite attraction, uh, character. That's awesome. So all of those would have. And favorite snack is stolen. So that all would have to be included.
0: All right. The most important question, though. What makes Disney feel like home to you?
2: Oh gosh. Well, I so literally my mother walked around Epcot with me in her womb so I was pretty much a Disney person from the beginning there was no hope for me um and so hope so Disney feels like home because it has a really strong connection with my family my family enjoys going um I have really great memories being there with them um but also like I look in like love disney movies that was always growing up so being surrounded by the stories that i love plus now i am a huge parks fan so i follow parks news and history and so knowing about all of the work that goes into making them possible all of them together plus uh I love to travel, and I do like going other places, but what is nice about Disney is since I've been so many times, it's familiar enough that I know what I want to do, what I don't want to do, and how I can accomplish it all. And there's only a set number of variables, and so planning my day all together helps. I I feel comfortable because I know what I'm doing, and I know I'm going to love it. So all of those factors together make it feel
0: like home and what's your biggest uh, advice you give somebody who's going for the first time uh, both I guess like for logistics and for just like the feeling of being there
2: Mm, I would probably say the number one thing is you have to prioritize what's really important to you so, I have helped a couple of people kind of plan their trips. and I More will, than a couple. <laughs> um, I will kind of ask them, you know, what kind, of, what, who's your favorite character? Is there a specific ride you want to do? Because the biggest thing is that you're not going to be able to do it all. I mean, that's the thing. We keep going back because, I, I mean, I literally talked about so many new things I have done in this last two trips because there's always something new to do um but so you're not going to do it all so I would prioritize what you really want to do um and I would recommend booking fast passes at 60 days and uh rope dropping if your family can like I totally understand some people that's not their their tour style but I do recommend rope drop if you can make it happen um you're going in the summer take breaks in the afternoon I, the standard isn't is a standard advice so i don't know <laughs> my number one like thing and i would also say that like it is a high stress environment so there will be a point where everyone kind of freaks out so you just take a moment and realize like yes you're spending a lot of money to have this experience but like it's supposed to be enjoyable right so if you're not enjoying it anymore figure out and like take a take a breath go to your hotel and take a a break break, or like sometimes if you have a big group you maybe need to split up for a bed and get some space or um you know take your time Mm -hmm. hydrate good walking shoes
0: (laughs) i think that's that's all (laughs) solid advice yeah (laughs) oh man well thank you so much for joining us today rachel and we're just excited to hear about Everything that you and Alicia got to do, and yeah.
2: no, it was it was really great. Two trips. I was very um, excited to experience them, do new things, be pass holders. Um, just whole new world, basically. And <laughs> no pun intended.
0: All puns intended.
2: <laughs> um, but um, you know, and I will I will say, like pass holder life, I have chilled out a bit more because I know I will be back soon so like I can take my time experience everything and um, I'll get to it on the next trip if it doesn't happen this time
0: absolutely well our next trip is just a couple uh yeah the wedding months away that we're be, getting close well,
2: it was really funny we were um Alicia and I were driving back and we were talking about you know things that we had first time we had done this this trip but all of the first we will have on the next trip will be the wedding galaxy's edge will be there skyliner will be there
0: food and wine that won't be first by late like, it's first for me actually yeah so
2: lots of lots
0: of new new things next time so exactly and i'm so excited that i get to share with you and listeners you'll get to hear i'm sure from rachel again over the course of the wedding you might get to see some pictures we will see yeah. um what all we have in store but thank you again for listening and have a great day we'll see y'all soon bye, bye.
1: Hey everyone, it's Brandon, the other host of the podcast, and today I was not recording. Uh, I was doing the dog duty of making sure that they don't go insane when we have guests over. We have three lovely dogs, but they are quite loud. Um, So that's why you don't hear my voice in the podcast, but I'm so thankful that Rachel was able to go over her trips with us, and uh, especially the Imagineer meal, that was a really cool Really cool experience, I'm sure. Definitely something on the bucket list for me, and I know probably for Amy as well. I wanted to come in and just thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, for the support that you've shown us, um, and just overall how much it means to us that you even listen to our, our stupid voices <laughs> when we do these episodes about Disney. Um, and like I said, you know, the first episode, I am new to Disney uh, relatively. And Amy is uh, more of a, a long-term Disney nerd, so to speak. Um, and I've fallen more and more in love with it. And I've learned so much about Disney. Uh, just just going to the parks and making these podcasts and learning information. And uh, our wedding trip is coming up here. And we're almost two months out. And uh, I know that I get to put a lot of this to use, get a lot of cool photos, get a lot of cool videos, and we're going to have a lot to talk about when we get back. Um, we're also doing the cruise for Honeymoon, so it's just going to be a fun Disney-centered experience in October, and I just can't wait to go back to the park. I've, I've truly fallen in love. If you like our podcast and you like what we're doing, I you know want to just reach out there and just say, if you don't mind leaving us a review, on whatever platform you listen to us on, that would greatly help us be more visible to people that don't necessarily know us. Maybe someone that wants to learn a little bit more about Disney from a newbie and a veteran. Um, so we just want to be accessible for more people. So if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, um, that would be great. It, would, it just like I said helps with our visibility a lot. But thank you so much for everything you do uh, and the support that you give us. If you have any feedback, please let us know and uh, and. Going forward, just uh, we're going to stay on the bi-weekly schedule. I think it's working well for our work schedules and just getting content out there. Um, so we'll stay with every two weeks, and uh, we look forward to coming out with more information. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day.